Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us as always. Just a note here at the top of the show, we have no Wednesday program because of a Louisville Bats 11.05 start. So Bats baseball tomorrow in this hour here on the Big X. We'll be back with you Thursday. So I'll remind you of that throughout the program today. But glad you're with us. We've always got lots to talk about and another busy show today. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, lots of headlines from today and yesterday and a big baseball game tonight, Louisville and Indiana. We'll talk more about that coming up. Also, later in the show, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will check in. Mike is going to go through basketball, some recruiting stuff, some transfer portal stuff, and we'll even get into football and may even touch on the baseball game tonight with Mike when he's with us a little bit later in the program today. And that's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. want to remind you that the Big X Sports Radio golf card is going quick. If you want one, a lot of Southern Indiana courses included, make sure you get on the phone, get on the website right now. This year's card, it features Park Mammoth down in the Bowling Green, Kentucky area, also Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, Wooded View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. That's five Southern Indiana golf courses. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round on the 2023 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Supplies is limited. Get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or call 812-725-1457. Again, 812-725-1457. The Thornton's text line is open. Love to hear from you. We use your text, your questions, comments. You can sound off, uh, share topics, whatever you want to talk about. A great time to get them on the program today. Send us a message, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Just pull your phone out, fire us a text message. And if you're looking for an icy, cold, thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller or only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come by today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's. Let's start our headlines today with some good news for Indiana, Jalen hood Shafino, and Trace Jackson-Davis. Now, there's all sorts of mock drafts that are out there. 
and it's just now the middle of April, and the draft is not until June. So there's plenty of time for things to change between now and the draft. There's going to be workouts. There's going to be combines. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for these players to move up and down the rankings or the potential draft order here. But a draft out from CBS Sports, the latest that came out yesterday, they have Jalen hood Shafino going in the first round as pick number 16 to Atlanta. So that is good news for Jalen hood Shafino, pick number 15 for him uh, to Atlanta. Now, Trace Jackson Davis, I wondered where he would be at. He's been all over the place in some of the early mocks that are out there. He is round one, pick number 20 to the Houston Rockets. So good stuff for Trace Jackson Davis as well. Uh, He is in the first round, obviously outside of the lottery picks, but that would still be a really good placement for him. Uh, And again, he has improved his draft stock. If he continues to be uh, shown in some of these mock drafts as a mid to late first round pick, I think that is a big improvement from where he was a year ago heading into his final year of college basketball. He was maybe a second round pick, depending on who you listen to, but a lot of people had him completely outside of the two rounds of draft uh, classes or the two rounds of draft picks that exist in the NBA these days. So good news for Hood Shafino. I'm sure that obviously Jalen and his goal would be to inch a little higher and try to get into the lottery portion of the first round. But for Trace Jackson Davis, I think that's a success. Now, that doesn't mean that's where he's going to be picked at, but compared to other mock drafts out there in previous years, some good improvements there for Trace Jackson Davis. Also, this is way too early. (laughs) We've been talking about rankings for next season, and we've kind of loosely been talking about the Big Ten Conference for next season, and Indiana is not really projected to be high, at least right now. I know there's a lot that can change with the transfer portal and players coming and going, and obviously Indiana still has some big voids they hope to fill. If they get Chris Ledlam and others, I think they could skyrocket up the Big Ten uh, power rankings in the offseason that we've seen from Andy Katz and others. But how about this? The first bracketology that I have seen for next season, you talk about way too early, this is definitely way too early. Joe Lenardi of ESPN. Now, he's one of the best when we get to maybe, what, February or uh, late February when it comes time for conference tournaments. He's one of the originals and one of the best at the bracketology selections. But he's already got out his early thoughts for next year, and he has Indiana as a number 11 seed for the 23-24 NCAA tournament. I'll tell you what. If that was the case right now, given the roster situation, I think I would take it. I think a lot of Indiana fans would take it coming off the year Indiana had and, of course, knowing who Indiana is trying to replace and where they are at at this moment in that replacement process via the transfer portal and obviously probably to a lesser extent via recruiting as well. But in the Big Ten or from the Big Ten, He's got Michigan State as a one seed, Purdue as a two seed, which is pretty standard. If you look at things in the conference way early for next year, I think most people believe that Michigan State and Purdue should be at the top of the conference and will be as we get into the preseason, which seems like forever from now. Maryland, a six seed. Wisconsin, a seven seed. Of course, they missed the tournament this year. Illinois, a 10. Rutgers, a 10. Ohio State, 11. Michigan, a 12. And, of course, I already mentioned Indiana 
a uh, 11 seed. So that's a lot of teams from the Big Ten Conference in this way too early look at Joe Lenardi's projections for next season. But, hey, fun to think about. And uh, definitely, uh, I think right now, given who has departed, and I'm talking namely Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Hood, Shafino, Race Thompson. I know there have been some leaving via the transfer portal as well. And based on who's coming, Peyton Sparks, who could be a good addition, and, of course, uh, Kellel Ware, who I think we all think has tons of potential and could end up possibly being a great player. Uh, that helps, but that's not enough, especially when it comes to the guard situation. So I do think you'll see Indiana move up these Big Ten uh, rankings and even in the NCAA projections when Xavier Johnson announces he's coming back, if that is ultimately the case, when Indiana maybe lands Chris Ledlam and others from the transfer portal, I think you'll see him pop up a little bit as far as expectations for next season. But definitely uh, kind of fun to think about. It's just a little depressing, to be quite honest, to think about as well, knowing how far off that the uh, college basketball season is as we sit here in the middle of April. That That is for sure. Uh, also want to mention a big baseball game tonight. Louisville plays in Bloomington at IU tonight at 6 p.m. first pitch. I've never been to Bart Kaufman Stadium for a game. I've been to Cardinal Stadium a number of times over at Louisville. I really like college baseball. I think there's nothing better than postseason college baseball and the World Series. I would love to go to Omaha for the World Series. But I think tonight will be fun, and I'm going. And it should be decent weather as long as it doesn't get chilly a little bit later on. But uh, excited to see IU for the first time this season, and uh, we'll see what type of game it is. Indiana is coming off of a series win over the weekend. They lost the Friday game against Illinois. Uh, This was a road series for Indiana, and then came back on uh, Saturday, played a doubleheader, and won both, 6-4 and 16-3 in a blowout in the second game of the day. And uh, so Indiana baseball coming in with a little momentum on the season. But the Hoosiers at this point, 25-11 overall. Got a good conference record. They've not played some of the better teams in the conference just yet, but IU baseball 9-3 in conference play. So it should be a good one tonight. Louisville's had its struggles. They had Wake Forest in over the weekend, and Wake Forest, I think, number two in college baseball right now and definitely at the top of the Atlantic Coast Conference. So should be a good midweek game. I love the midweek stuff. Indiana-Kentucky, Louisville-Indiana, Louisville-Kentucky. Those are always fun one-game deals in the middle of the week before some of these big weekend series. But looking forward to that game coming up tonight as well. Uh, You know, one other thing I want to mention, thinking about IU basketball for next season, We talk a lot about who's coming in from the transfer portal uh, and where that stands right now. And we've talked a lot over the recent year or last year or so about Gabe Cups from Centerville, Ohio. And I know he's nearby. I know his dad. He's come on our program a number of times. I know his team played at New Albany this past season. So there was a lot of hype to see him and to hear more about him. We'll see how he fits in as a freshman. He's a smaller guy, but he's a true point guard. And so that's going to be interesting to watch. But one name I always forget about for next season when we think about Indiana and their roster is Ja'Kai Newton. And I don't know if that's because he was injured and missed some of his senior year of high school basketball down in Georgia or not. He's a player I've never seen in person. I don't think I've ever seen him play a full game, mainly just clips and highlights on YouTube and social media sites and things of that nature. But going to be interesting to see what he can do as a freshman and what his role could look like. And I think his role obviously depends on 
Xavier Johnson and others, guards I'm talking about from the transfer portal that uh, are considering Indiana. But uh, that could determine what type of time and opportunity he gets as a freshman. But he comes in with a lot of praise. I know some people down in Georgia that have coached against him and seen him play a number of times, and they're very confident that he has a chance, uh, even as a younger player, whether that's a freshman or even a sophomore, to contribute at Indiana and be a player in the Big Ten Conference coming out of Newton High School down in Georgia. But uh, definitely a name that I, I guess because of the injury, because of the distance, because of how much we talk about the portal instead of recruiting, but uh, because of how close Gabe Cups is to us here in Indiana, southern Indiana, but just a name that I haven't talked about as much. So it's going to be interesting to see him and what we can find out about him in the offseason. That is for sure. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Love to get questions, comments, sound off on whatever you want with IU basketball. Are you going to the IU baseball game tonight? Do you have a prediction for the IU baseball game tonight? Send me a text, 502 502- 414-1450. We'll head to a commercial break and come back with Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike and I will cover a lot of ground. The transfer portal, recruiting, more IU basketball roster stuff, the NBA draft, also a little IU football, and IU baseball coming up in the next segment. Stay with us. You're listening to a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program. Thornton's text line. I think Doc Lee, he always leaves me a voicemail on the text line. Call the, the number, Doc. You've got to send a text. I know you're capable of doing that. But he got on me for never talking about Trey Galloway. And he said he needs to shoot it more next year. He's a good player. And I agree. For some reason, I don't talk about Trey a lot. At least I haven't this offseason. But Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier is with us right now. Mike, can we help Mr. Lee out, a regular listener to our program? Can we start this segment off talking a little bit about Trey Galloway and maybe what you could see an increased role looking like for him next season? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to talk about Trey. Um, You know, he obviously made a major jump uh, last year with his three-point shooting percentage, which uh, I, I think a lot of people questioned going into last year whether or not he was capable of doing that. And I, I do think the question with him going forward is, can he, you know, can he create more volume uh, with his offense? Can he become, a, you know, take more threes? Um, can he develop a, a mid-range game? I think one of the commenters on, on my site over the course of this season kept pointing out, and I, I agree with this, that Trey has this floater to his game that he, he's not real efficient with. Um, and the question is, can he either become more efficient with that or develop more of a pull-up mid-range game, similar to what we saw with 
Jalen Hutchifino, I think that might be the next big challenge with trade as to once again take his game to the next level. But he's a he is a great player for a college basketball program. He's exactly what you want. I think some people call him a glue guy. You know, pick pick your way to describe him. You know, whether he's a starter or kind of a, a spark off the bench. He's exactly the type of kid that you want in a, in a college basketball program. He's about all the right things, and I think Indiana. It's fortunate to have him for, you know, at least one more year. He's got the COVID year as well. So, um, yeah, I think it's a great topic. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, starting off talking about Trey Galloway for next season. Mike, another text. I'll get it uh, out of the way here early on. Xavier Johnson. I know this is a question that comes up at least two or three times a week here on this show, and I'm sure that you're asked about it very often with the DailyHoosier.com, but any word on when, at least, we could find out Xavier's ability to return, and ultimately, do you think he'll get that extra year? Yeah, the only thing I know as it relates to when is that they were not able to actually put in the request until after the Final Four, after the National Championship game was over. That's when you could actually submit the waiver request. And I know that some of those have already been processed and results have come in, you know, not Xavier specifically, but for other players. So my best guesstimate of the situation is we could hear about it at any time now because they're, it's, it's in and others are being processed. So logically you, you conclude from that, that his could be next stop at, at any point here. And, and I've not heard anything to, to give me any indication that, that, you know, they expect anything other than a positive outcome for that not use six negatives there. I think it's highly likely that he gets the approval and will come back for a six-year of college basketball. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us. Mike, lots to talk about from an IU perspective. The transfer portal, um, Chris Ledlam, Dalton Connect, they were both at Tennessee. Ledlam was at St. John's. I don't think has Ledlam talked to the media at all, even after his IU visit or after these most recent weekend visits. Do we have any updates on either of these big IU targets out of the portal? I, I'm not aware of Ledlam talking to anybody. <laughs> and that's just a different dynamic. You, you'll see a lot of us connect with, with high school prospects um, you know, throughout their recruitment and after visits and things like that. It's, it's a little bit... Tougher to, to get the, the portal guys. They you know they they're vets. They've been through the process. They they're this is a much more kind of focused professional process, and, and they know kind of who they need to talk to and uh, who who they don't. To, to be to be honest, so I, I'm not aware of anybody talking to to Ledlam um, to get to get his thoughts on visits or things of that nature. Um, but but you can obviously kind of just see what he's done. He's left a, a trail of, of where he's been it's iu it's tennessee and it was a brief uh stop at st john's which is his, pretty much his hometown school he's a brooklyn new york kid um uh, sounds like it's more of a tennessee iu pursuit at this point uh, i know in talking to, to others that iu felt really good uh when he left campus uh, you never know if you don't get a commitment from somebody immediately on or after a visit you never know what can change or how other visits made an impression um but but i think i think indiana's in a pretty good spot there i'll I'll put it this way if you were to say you know give me the portal prospect you think is most likely to commit to iu at this point he would definitely be that person 
talking to Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, want to talk a little bit about the NBA draft related to Indiana as well. I saw a mock from CBS Sports that has Jalen hood Shafino and, and Trace Jackson Davis both in the top 20. I don't think there's any surprise to see hood Shafino be recognized in some of these early mock drafts at that level. But for Trace Jackson Davis, this last year of college basketball, his decision to come back in the offseason, you know, the highest I saw him last year, maybe in some second rounds, uh, but he seems to have really improved his stock at this early point of thinking about the upcoming draft in June. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. I mean, I, I agree. I, last year at this time, late second round was the best that you would see, and that wasn't even consistent. Some people didn't think he would get drafted. Um, he obviously could have shot his way into the draft last year with a good um, performance at the Combine, which he ended up not participating in. But, you know, with the question marks being primarily around his perimeter shot, he, he obviously could have got there last year with, with a good showing. And I, I still think that's going to play a role in how high he goes, obviously, uh, this year. But I think irrespective of that, he'll get drafted somewhere. I had not seen him uh, uh, projected that high as you as you reference. Um, I've seen him in the first round for sure, though early second round, uh, late first round seems to kind of be the consensus trend. But again, I think a lot of uh, what he's where he goes will be dictated on what kind of combine and other workouts he has here over the next couple months. Um, but to your other point, I, I think there's just no doubt that you know he he is kind of one of the the most high-profile examples of, you know, in this new era of NIL, kind of everything lining up for a guy to stay in school and it not just being a kind of a binary uh, MBA or to make money or college to develop. It's college to develop and make money, uh, and that alternative has played out really well for him because, you know, he didn't have to decide that, you know, it's time to go to the NBA and take my chances because I, I want to start earning big dollars. He, he did that in college and, you know, improved significantly in a number of areas as a passer, as a rebounder, as a ball handler um, to, to show people that, you know, there, there's more to this kid than, than just an athlete who can dunk at the rim. Um, and I think those are the things that have really elevated him into that first-round conversation. So uh, it, it just highlights that this is a, a new era in multiple ways. It's not just about NIL. It's about, you know, NIL, you know, having a positive impact, in my opinion, on the college game, uh, allowing a kid to finish his degree um, and ultimately boost his draft stock. I mean, I, I think those are all the things that, that people want to see happen, and it, it, happen, it appears to be happening in his case. Yeah, good stuff for Trace Jackson Davis, and I know a lot of IU fans are definitely want to see him get an opportunity to crack the NBA and uh, go from there. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. You can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com. You can follow him on Twitter at daily underscore Hoosier, and he's with us Tuesdays here on the show. Mike, uh, want to get into IU football. I know you had a chance to take in the spring event on Saturday. It was geared to fans and children and uh, also a brief scrimmage there as well. What are your takeaways early on on IU football for next season? Yeah, I'll, I'll confess that I wasn't there because I was at a recruiting event in the north side of Indianapolis, but the Daily Hoosier was there. Seth 
uh, was there along with an intern. Uh, so we, we did cover, we were there and, um, you know, did get the reporting from, from Seth at the event. I, I think, you know, people can read what he had to say. I think the, the main takeaways, obviously everybody wants to talk about quarterback and, and you know, right, rightfully so going into a season where the, the main guys competing for it really have not taken meaningful college snaps. I mean, that's, that's kind of where everything, the conversation has to start. you got Taven Jackson, obviously Trace's brother, uh, a guy who many thought upon you know, committing and signing with IU would, would be kind of the, the locked-in uh, starter. But, you know, it, it hasn't really played out that way in the spring. Um, you know, I think it's most people would tell you that, you know, not only is the staff saying that nothing has been decided, the, the eye test is saying nothing's been decided. And, and some of that is credit to Brendan Soresby, who's a guy that nobody's really talking about, second-year guy who took a couple snaps last year. Um, but but it's looked pretty good, and and I think now we're just at the point where you know they're gonna re- resume workouts in June, open fall camp in August, and it's gonna be a competition. And, and it also wouldn't be surprising to see them, you know, the portals back open for college football. It wouldn't be completely shocking to see them to bring in another quarterback uh, if they can find a, a veteran who could step in. Um, Obviously, some interesting dynamics at play if they if they go that route with, you know, making sure they have the right conversations to not upset you know the guys that have been competing thus far. But I, I still do think that you know just based on what we saw over the course of the spring, um, I, I think that that would be if it happened, that would be something logical and understandable that was done by the staff. Um, the other big thing in my mind is just the offensive line that they've got a new O-line coach, Bob Bostad, who is, you know, can take a lot of the credit for a lot of the success at Wisconsin through the years with their, you know, very elite offensive lines that they've had. Um, not a lot of new names or faces up front for Indiana. So it's really going to be a question. Can he get more out of them than what Indiana has, has had in the past? The O-line is pretty much everybody knows that follows IU football has been kind of the, the downfall of the program over the last couple of years, to, to put it bluntly, and, and they need that to change desperately. Um, and, and I think it's hard to tell in spring practice whether or not that's the case, but I think they do have uh, some veterans, um, and, and I think it, they at least have the potential uh, to, to have some you know, positive growth and development there and, and at least not be kind of a handicap to me in what they're trying to do on the offensive side. Yeah, and Mike, I know when we talk about the Big Ten and maybe even college football as a whole for next season, IU fans will probably shudder to hear that Ohio State, I believe, is the favorite. Michigan should be good as well. But I think, isn't Ohio State 1-2-3 in some of the early national rankings that are out? It would be surprising if they weren't, to be honest. I haven't focused on them, but, you know, in what season have we not seen that be the case over the last decade or so? I mean, in the emergence of Michigan, even, you know, here over the last couple of years, um, you know, everybody knows about Penn State and Michigan State, too. I mean, it, it's going to be the same old story for Indiana, at least for one more year. This should be the last year of this Big Ten East, uh, which may kind of, be ultimately beneficial. I mean, obviously, there's still not going to be easy any easy games in the Big Ten, but if they can at least get away from that four-team gauntlet they face every year, I think it could be a good thing. Um, but yeah, not only is Ohio State 
you know, in that top five conversation again, but that's who Indiana opens their season with on September 2nd um, at home. So <laughs> it's going to be a major test right off the bat, uh, especially for, you know, if we are talking about a quarterback like Taven Jackson or Brendan Sorsby making their first career start in, in against that caliber of opponent, that, that's going to be quite the, quite the affair, no doubt about it. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us on Tuesdays, talking a little IU football today. Mike, there's a big baseball game tonight as well uh, at Bart Kaufman Stadium, Louisville and Indiana. Have you been keeping up with the baseball side of things in Bloomington this season? Uh, at, at some level. I mean, obviously with the conclusion of basketball, spring practice on football and portal and recruiting, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do, but... Um, I, I think Indiana has obviously made a positive turn here. They're, they're right in the hunt for the Big Ten title race, and as you said, have a really fun matchup. I believe it's on ESP, one of the ESPN networks tonight against uh, against Louisville. So I think that would be a good one. If, if people have not been to a baseball game uh, at IU, I, I highly recommend it. It's a great facility and. and um, I, I think it's something that people would really enjoy, and they've put a good product on the on the field for, at this point, you know, ten, twelve years, and so it's, it's definitely worthy of an afternoon or an evening for for IU fans now that we're kind of in into the off season of basketball and football. Mike, I want to circle around to basketball or back around to basketball for a few more quick subjects with you. I know at the DailyHoosier.com, you recently had a chance to interview. Travis Perry of Lyon County, Kentucky, and he had one of the more exciting high school basketball seasons of anybody in the state of Indiana or Kentucky that I'm aware of. He set all kind of records and uh, surpassed 4,000 career points as a junior. He's still got another senior season ahead, but Indiana is one of many, many schools, including Kentucky and others, that is after him, and the Hoosiers have been recruiting him now for over a year, I believe, uh, maybe a little preview of your Q&A with Travis Perry as we start to think more about springtime AAU and travel basketball and maybe get away from the transfer portal a little bit this summer and back into the traditional recruiting. Travis Perry, I would think, is a name Indiana will definitely continue to track. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. I, I kind of think of him as almost like the the Damon Bailey of Kentucky because um, he's, he's obviously now like Bailey, the, the all-time leader. In points, as you, as you said, uh, in Kentucky high school basketball, over 4,000. If people don't know how he got there in Kentucky, uh, I suspect they know in your market, Kentucky, you can start playing as early as seventh grade, and that's that's what he's done. I asked both him and his dad if they knew, like, um, you know, what the national record was, if there's, like, a national record that he could potentially get next year. Um, neither one of them knew that off the top of their head, so... That, that'll be something to keep an eye on for next year because he certainly could get over 5,000 points pretty easily next year. Um, but, you know, I, I could tell talking to him that there's like a burden off his shoulders because, you know, that was the, the talk of his entire season is whether or not he could break that record, which I think was, you know, like 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, and now he's kind of just back into his groove playing AAU basketball, playing alongside Floyd Badunga, who's a – Another IU prospect that I'm sure most of your listeners know of. Um, really fun to watch those two because Travis is, is really good in uh, the pick and roll game, and he finds Floyd for a lot of 
very high-profile dunks. Um, so I definitely recommend if fans have a chance to get out and see those two together for Indiana Elite this spring or summer to do that. It's, it's, they're both very fun to watch. Um, but when you talk to him, it, it seems pretty clear that, that IU, Purdue are two of his main um, schools that he's looking at right now. And so part of his decision and will be, you know, does he want to come off screens and, you know, play more of the Purdue style motion style of basketball, or does he want to, you know, potentially either have the ball in his hands and do what he's doing right now with Flory and, and run through ball screens or kind of play like the, the off ball role that we saw guys like, you know, Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates and Miller cop play. I think he can do either one of those at the next level. And I think that's part of what makes him appealing to, to schools like IU is that they could use him in either spot. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Tell us, when will some of these big tournaments take place? I know we're kind of getting into the heart of the spring uh, for the travel circuit, and you mentioned Indianapolis. I know the EYBL has stops at a couple different places this spring. Where are some of these big spring events going to take place where people could get out and see Flory Badunga and Travis uh, Perry and others that we've been talking about here recently? Well, we're not, we're not going to be as lucky this year. Um, I think last year we had stops in Indianapolis and Louisville uh, that neither one of those are, are on the, the radar for the major shoe circuits this year and it's really not anywhere super close so you'd almost have to weave it into a trip they're, they're stopped they're, they're in Atlanta this weekend for the EYBL which is Nike they're in Iowa for the Adidas circuit which is uh, that, that Travis Perry team and, and Florida Badonga um, they're, they're all over the country, to, to be honest. And this is a really interesting time to keep an eye on, on the coaching staff. Um, something I'll be doing this weekend is paying attention to where the IU staff are, are investing their time. This is going to be the first live recruiting period where they can go out on site and watch players. And they've kind of got a conflict or a competing interest right now with the portal um, so, you know, if, if they have visitors this weekend, which is still a possibility, you know, who stays back for the visits, who goes out on the road to watch recruits, it's, it's a very tricky, tricky balancing act for staffs right now uh, with, with both aspects going on. So it, it's always interesting to, to pay attention right now to, to who's doing what from a coaching standpoint. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, with us Tuesdays. Mike, as always, thanks for the chat. Covered a lot of ground. Look forward to our talks on Tuesday. We'll talk next week. Okay, Matt. Appreciate it. All right, we'll head to a commercial break here in just a moment. And uh, don't forget, no Wednesday show because of Bats Baseball that will begin with the first pitch at 11.05. The Bats have a lot of day games. Normally they're 1 o'clock, 1.05 starts, but occasionally they'll knock us off with an 11.05 airtime, or I should say first pitch. So uh, Bats Baseball tomorrow, but we'll be back with you Thursday here on the program. And uh, a quick commercial break. We're back to talk some more local sports and IU sports as well. Stay with us. This is a Tuesday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools never had a chance to get here. 
Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday edition of the program. A couple things to cover here in this final segment. Just saw a news story that came out earlier in this hour that beginning in 2024, all invited players to the NBA Draft Combine, they'll be required to attend and participate in the Combine event or be ineligible to be drafted until the first uh, draft which the player attends or fully participate. So that's interesting. We've seen a lot of big names back out of the combine or attend the combine, but elect to skip out of certain areas or maybe all of the combine and just go through interviews and meetings with teams. So NBA with a number of changes between the NBA, the NBA Players Association as well, in a memo that was sent out to teams and players on Monday. But that definitely, as we talk about Jalen Hood-Jafino earlier and Trace Jackson Davis as well in the NBA draft, that definitely is something to think about for uh, future NBA draft combines. And I tell you what, um, uh, Justin Kalen, producer, he's going to join me here for a minute. Justin uh, took a little grief earlier. I never talk about Trey Galloway. And, you know, I really do think he is going to be a key cog, a key player for IU next season, no matter what happens with Xavier Johnson or obviously the transfer portal as well. But I tell you what, if things were to go bad, Justin, for Indiana, if they don't get Ledlam, if they strike out on another guard or two that they're also after in the portal, and let's say that there's some sort of uh, shocking news that Xavier Johnson isn't going to return or isn't going to get the medical waiver. Boy, Trey Galloway's situation for next year could become even more important for Indiana. I don't know that any of those scenarios are going to play out. Who knows just yet, but he's going to be key next year for Indiana regardless. Yeah, and let me just start by saying that you deserve to get grief for never talking about Trey Galloway. He is absolutely going to be a pivotal part of Indiana's success or failures next season. I mean, Trey Galloway is one of those guys, he's been there for what this will be his third year maybe fourth year now I mean it's he understands the program he understands what coach Woodson's trying to do and he the my favorite thing about Trey is that he just plays hard and that's that's what you saw Louisville struggles this year going four and 28 all their fans wanted was for guys to play hard and that's what Trey Galloway brings to Indiana if if Louisville had a Trey Galloway this year they would have been they, probably, they maybe would have won six, seven games just because he's out there hustling. And not only is he doing that, but that's inspiring his teammates to go out and want to do the same. And and maybe that started from the top with Trace Jackson Davis because he was a big hustle guy and he was a big work ethic guy. But it, it trickled down to Trey Galloway, and Trey Galloway can then pass that on to the new guys that are incoming. And as long as you're trying hard, that that's all fans really want. Absolutely. Justin Kalen, my guest, talking about Trey Galloway. You know, the Xavier Johnson decision, it carries a lot of weight regardless what happens with transfer portal or recruiting. And there are some people, and I'm talking media people and, of course, fans as well, but that write about or talk about this team for next season like it's a done deal. And I realize there maybe is some precedent. There could be reason to think that it's going to happen, but 
to me, that's one of those things where until it is official, until you hear, until the NCAA confirms, I don't think you can count on that. And some people are kind of running with it. Yeah, and you can. And but I understand that mindset because I'm of that mindset. I like I'm operating under the assumption that Xavier will be on the team next year. And and, and I, I I'm almost the exact opposite of what you just said. I until I hear otherwise. I'm going to assume that he's on the team next year. So for me, yeah, I mean, that's going to be obviously big. He's another one of those guys that's been around the program for a long time. He's He knows what to expect out of Woodson. He knows what, what how they want to operate when in regards to being on the floor. And he's had success doing that for Indiana. I mean, he's he's been a great distributor and scorer over the, over the games of his career, and it's just – yeah, if you if you can have Xavier back, it will lessen the load for Trey Galloway. But I think those two working together with their understanding of the program and what Mike Woodson wants out of his players could really be beneficial to Indiana moving forward. All right, Justin, I just got a text from our friend Alex Bozich with Inside the Hall, and he's got a little breaking news, which is fun to think about for high school basketball next year. New Albany has announced two big games on their schedule for next season. The Bulldogs are going to host Flory Bedunga and wow. Kokomo on Friday, December 2nd. And Jasper Johnson, who I actually got to see Jasper in Woodford County play, a game I did on the radio in Kentucky this past season uh, on January 12th. Johnson didn't have a great game when I saw him, but you can just tell that the potential is there. So, Two big games, both will be played at the doghouse, and uh, exciting to get to see some of these big-name players, but uh, is New Albany going to be ready next season for that type of competition? I don't think they have a player named Romeo Langford or Sean East on the roster. They do not, and Coach Teagle, <laughs> welcome to New Albany, right? Yes. That is, that's, what a welcome gift for him. They, My goodness uh, gracious. New Albany seems to always play the – those teams that have the big players that are getting noticed and all that, Flory Bedunga is going to bring a heck of a crowd to New yes. Albany next year, no doubt about that. And then Jasper Johnson, yeah, I got to see him a couple times this season as well. He's He is definitely a good player. You can see the potential. I agree with you on that. Unfortunately, the two or three games I covered him were also not great games, but that was just due to foul trouble, just getting a little too aggressive. But, yeah, both of those teams coming into New Albany next year, my goodness, that'll be a lot of fun. I am excited to see Badunga. I'm going to make a point to see him this spring or summer in some of the travel stuff. You know, it just some players, some teams even, it's different when you see them on TV or I just hate highlight videos and things of that nature. I, I like to see a full game. Sure. Uh, Badunga, one of those players because of his body, his physicality, that I think you just have to see in person. I watched a lot of the 4A state championship game, which was a tough order for him and, and uh, Kokomo against a really, really good Ben Davis team, but exciting to see those guys come in our area. Just not sure how good those games ultimately will be next season as far as competition-wise, but good stuff there. Badunga and Jasper Johnson coming to play at New Albany this winter. Justin, the only bad thing when we see all this stuff about next year and games and college stuff, I mean, it's mid-April. It's, yeah. it's depressing to think about how long it is until we get regular season real basketball again. Yeah, we got a we got a nice little wait, at least half of a year. So it's it's hard to think about it that way. I choose not to think about it that way. We've got several really good months of great weather and outside activities and summer coming up. So it'll be here before you know it, Matt. But I mean, I'm in the same mindset. It's it's such a long time away. But man, I wish it was today. 
Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Justin Kalen, our trusty producer. Justin, as always, thank you. And, uh, again, help us remember, no show tomorrow. No, no show, show tomorrow. yeah. Bats baseball. So I'll be producing uh, the old bats. All right. Thank you very much. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday edition of the program. Again, IU and Louisville baseball tonight, and that game is on ESPNU. Somebody asked me that, sent me a text. I know Mike Schumann made reference that it was on one of the ESPN networks. It is on ESPNU tonight, and that is a 6 o'clock first pitch for Louisville at Indiana. You've got, of course, IU to pay attention to. A lot of in-state guys on the Hoosiers baseball roster, but Tucker Biven Will he get a chance possibly to uh, will he get a chance possibly to pitch tonight against the Hoosiers at Bart Kaufman Stadium? So we will see. All right, have a great Tuesday. Remember, no show Wednesday. Back with you Thursday at eleven AM. Alex Bozich will join us on Thursday as well to talk IU and more. So stay with us for that. Tuesday, have a great matter. Back with you Thursday here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>